Buckeyes are going to roll. I love the over. I think points are going to be scored. Last week, I went six of eight units. Made a boatload of money. Clemson's going to put up 55 points by themselves. He's not the coach to get Penn there over the hump. I'm going to throw some major money on this bet. I'm taking the over. Looking at where the models and the lines are running at least two scores different. And then my staked in the boom lock of the week. This is the two-unit play. If you're going to bet with me, it's got to be good. Mickey, Scotty, you ready to go make our listeners some money? Good evening, listeners, and welcome to Sports Bet Fun. We're broadcasting the show live tonight from Washington, D.C., Chicago, Illinois, and Nashville, Tennessee. As our name suggests, we're talking sports, making bets, and having some fun doing it all. And we hope you enjoy the show. In addition to our podcast, be sure to follow us on Twitter at Sports Bets Fun. I'm Maddie Money, and joining me as always are my partners in crime, our co-hosts, Mickey Sanrino and Scotty B. Good. Uh, we'll, we'll get to them in a second, but uh, we're here for a special Tuesday night edition. We're going to give our reactions to the College Football Committee's newest rankings that came out tonight. We'll chat a little uh, college basketball, and of course, we'll have some money-making picks. But before we venture into that, uh, we were going to go live maybe 30 minutes ago, but Mickey had to finish watching The Bachelorette. So I want to understand a little bit more about that, Mickey. Why don't you tell our listeners something? It's a good show. It's a good show, but there's no no free ad reads here, so I'm not going to give the shout-out to that channel or that show. But, hey, I enjoy it. Everyone's got their vices. The uh, final four pick. Who are Who is your final four? <laughs> oh, my final four. I got to go with Ben and Zach as my final two. I had Bennett high, but uh, it's not looking good for him. Uh, what, are the odd, what are the odds on Zach being the one selected? Uh, you know, I, I haven't bet on the show in quite some time, <laughs> mostly, mostly because spoilers are all over the place. Well, you know, if uh, if COVID uh, rampages sports again, maybe we'll just have to talk uh, bachelorette betting. Might be a whole different audience joining the show for that one. So, Scotty, man, good seeing you again. Uh, college basketball's uh, tipped off, and we'll be talking a little bit more about that. I know that's a sport that's near and dear to you. So, you excited about that? Oh, man, I'm pumped. We were just talking about it. There's a second ago, you know, I was like, man, I, I love college basketball. It's a, it's a sport I played growing up as a kid in high school. And, and hey, this is going to be the first time you hear a Tennessee football fan say, I'm pumped about basketball season getting here. I sound like a Kentucky fan, man. <laughs> yes, you do. All right, guys. Mickey, you want to you wanna, uh, jump into this a little bit? Yeah, tonight's show, we're just going to jump into the College Football Playoff Committee's recently unveiled rankings. Those came out uh, about three hours ago. Guys, I'm interested in your thoughts. But, and, but first, the biggest thing that jumped out to me was Ohio State staying at number four. A lot of noise this week around the narrative that they may be passed up if they don't play enough games. Their game was canceled. The two teams behind them both played games. Uh, it remains to be seen how the committee might handle that for the uh, final ranking coming out uh, later this month. Uh, the committee is saying that Ohio State, as it stands up today, is one of the top four teams. They have a quality win versus number 12, Indiana. And time and time again, the committee seems to be saying with every team, who you beat matters. Two games remaining this week, Michigan State. Uh, 12-12, they got the game scheduled. Michigan paused all team activities yesterday, so it remains to be seen if they'll be ready to play or if they want to play. Harbaugh 
doesn't want to get smacked around by Ohio State again, does he? <laughs> well, Scotty, do you want to take this one first? Absolutely. Are, yeah, let's hear your thoughts from coming from SEC world. <laughs> I'm not going to lie. I'm a little lost. <laughs> well, tell you what, man. Tell you what. I'm just going to jump right into it. So Ohio State, <laughs> Ohio State's number four. Committee's got them at number four. This is, this is the biggest thing that I've seen from this. Hey, Scotty said it's basketball season. I don't think he wants to talk about <laughs> Yeah. That. He's, no, he's, he's moving on football. No, man, yeah, I was literally sitting over here just looking down at my picks and looking at some of the spreads. I was taking notes, man. I'm I'm just – I'm so pumped to share some of these money-making bets tonight, dude. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> you want to jump in the money-making segment, man. I like it. Lie. I like it. Well, let, let's give a little bit of content before we get into that first. So, um, But, yeah, no, let me tee this up for you. So, Ohio State, I'll give you my opinion right now, Mickey and Scotty. Uh, the committee's got the Buckeyes at number four. They played four games. Notre Dame's played nine. Alabama's played eight. So the Buc- the Buckeyes have essentially played 50% of the games at the top that the other top teams have played. So whether the Buckeyes play five games and the other teams played nine or 10 games, what's the difference? If the committee views them as the fourth best team at this stage, two or three weeks down the road, assuming the Buckeyes you know win a game or two games and they got five or six wins, they should still be in. And the two teams right behind them, Texas A&M and Florida, they didn't help themselves this week. They had an opportunity with Ohio State on the sidelines to come out and just dominate their opposition. But A&M looked uh, less than stellar against a mediocre LSU team. And Florida, you know, they were able to beat Kentucky, but it definitely could have been uh, more convincing than it was. So I I don't think they did themselves any favors. They didn't give anyone any reason to say, hey, look at these, these two teams behind the Buckeyes. One of them should move up. No, I, I'm back on the same page with you guys now. Uh, I, I mean, I, guys, I think Ohio State's in. I, I mean, I think that they're in um, regardless if they play another game. I think the committee puts them in. I mean, th- they're one of the top teams without a doubt in the country. Um, I, I, I'm still feeling strongly. I, I'm, I'm feeling the SEC is going to get two teams in. I, I really do. I've been saying it, um, you know, me and Mick have been talking about it for a while, but I, I truly believe that uh, A&M still going to squeak in there. Um, you're going to have a, one ACC team that'll be Clemson representing the ACC. You got two SEC teams. I mean, you know, not to jump ahead to the playoffs quite yet, but you got four teams there in the top eight. Um, so they they play some incredible games. They got a, you know, they, they've been able to get in the majority of their games. So I, yeah, guys, I see two SEC teams. I see Ohio State and I see Clemson. I'll tell you my thoughts on Clemson. The ACC wants Clemson to win because how embarrassing would it be for a team that wasn't in your conference? who sort of works their way in just for scheduling wins your conference. If Notre Dame ends up doing that, that would be to me an embarrassment for the ACC. So, but I do think Scotty, you've been high on Clemson. You think they're going to roll Notre Dame in the championship game. So I think they're going to be okay. Uh, speaking of the ACC and there's breaking news tonight. So the uh, December 12th games for Notre Dame against Wake Forest, that game has been canceled by the ACC. The Clemson-Florida State game that was rescheduled to that date is not going to be played. It means Notre Dame is going to clinch their spot in the ACC championship game. Clemson, all they have to do is beat Virginia Tech this weekend, and they'll punch their ticket. Uh, ACC basically coming out and, and giving their two teams that are looking to be in that championship contest the bye week, uh, the week ahead of the 19th, which is championship Saturday. You know, I saw that, Mickey, and, you know, I think the – the key factor there, you know, Notre Dame 
Clemson and Miami will have all played nine games. So I think that's there's there's a fairness factor to it. But I saw this float around on Twitter a little bit, and I thought the same thing too. Is does the SEC maybe follow suit with Alabama and Florida? Uh, they sort of seem to be uh, a game or two up and on the the teams that are directly behind them. So this isn't coming down to the wire. They maybe potentially give those teams a week off. You don't need to play uh, because of COVID. Let them have an extra week off before they go in championship game. Scotty, what, what's your take uh, knowing the SEC? Yeah, um, guys, I, man, that's a, that's a tough question. I think the smart move is to give them the week off, right? Let them prepare for that game, um, give them a break. Um, but at the same time, man, uh, I feel like these, these teams, these guys in the SEC, especially the fan bases, right, like they want to play these football games. I mean, and, and so it's a, it's a big deal to these fans and – um, you know, I, still revenue, right? We're talking about revenue, and the SEC is all about making some money. I mean, they have been for a long time, and I, I feel like that's what keeps them on top with their facilities and some of these network deals they have. So, well, they're bag men. Yeah, I mean, listen, I I think that they're going to play the games. So I think they will. Well, both teams. Well, Alabama has one game left on their schedule this weekend against LSU. Uh, Florida plays Tennessee this weekend, and I believe they have LSU scheduled for the 12th. I could see when both teams have their divisions clinched, uh, definitely giving the, the bye week in advance of the conference championship game, because that definitely would benefit Alabama having two weeks to prepare, whereas Florida would have just one. Yeah, and if it, you know, that's a great point, Mickey. Um, and if, if one team is, if, if it is to the detriment of one team to have to play in that extra game, then then I would I would absolutely think that, that they should come together and, and say, you know what, we're going to try to make this as fair as possible, and we're gonna we're not going to have a, a team have a two week buy and a, a, one team a one week buy because they had to play a game. Um, so in, in that scenario, just paying it, yeah, I, I, I could see them saying, you know what, we want to make the best decision for the SEC, which would be given these bye weeks in order to make sure we have a team compete for the national championship. Right. And that's where they're going to make their money back anyway. Right. The long, way, the long. <laughs> Absolutely. I'm looking, I'm looking uh, at one other team down here. Number seven, Cincinnati, they're eight. No, they did not play this past week. Their game was canceled. I, I think we're all in agreement that if Cincinnati's going to work their way into the top four, they need a lot of help. They're going to need multiple losses by multiple teams to sort of, clear clear a path for them i don't see them getting in i don't see them really jumping anybody in front of them those teams are going to have to lose and, and fall behind cincinnati is that your guys's take as well yeah i look at it as they're in the queue i think texas a and ahead of them in the queue meaning those teams are going to need some chaos ahead or some losses ahead or even ohio state uh games play question mark becoming a situation but really we look at who's in play bama they went out they're a lock the Notre Dame-Clemson winners a lot. Notre Dame might get in with a close loss to Clemson. Clemson probably eliminated with two losses, but maybe not completely out of the conversation. Touched on Ohio State situation. Then after that, you have Texas A&M, who's in the queue. They finished with one loss, and a couple teams lose ahead of them. You know, they are standing there. They might get the nod. Florida, haven't really talked about them, but they ultimately control their own destiny. They went out, they beat Alabama in the SEC championship game. They're punching a ticket, they're definitely in. Then you get to Cincinnati, currently ranked seventh. I, I think they have the seventh best chance of getting in. They need to win out and they need a few teams ahead of them to lose, notably Clemson. Probably at Texas A&M somewhere along the way, need Bama to blow out Florida. And, and that might be the only way they can jump over some teams. 
Yeah. Yeah. It's not going to happen. <laughs> <laughs> well, look, look a couple. Look a couple more. Uh, spots down. I, I thought it was good that the committee gave Iowa State their due after that win versus Texas. Now, Texas did kind of hand them the game, but I thought Iowa State should have been above Oklahoma last week. Uh, after beating Texas, Iowa State jumped four spots up to number nine, so I thought that was good to see. Um, BYU inched up a spot. Northwestern, obviously, the big loser out of all this, a top 10 team last week, and now down to, to number thir- or number 14 after a loss. That bumps BYU up to number 13, but uh, any of those in the middle, sort of in the middle of that pack there that jump out at you guys? I think BYU at 9-0, and there's a lot to like about them, a lot to like about how they've taken care of business this year. problem is they don't have a strong schedule. The committee's making a strong statement, putting them at 13, basically saying they have no shot, even if they went out. Uh, beyond that, I mean, you have a Wisconsin team. Uh, at 16, at two and one, I think that's uh, they're sort of getting tossed in there as uh, where do we put these guys? But uh, you know, Iowa State, Oklahoma, they're going to play in the Big 12 championship game most likely. I think the winner of that game will be huge. I think it'll be Iowa State's first conference championship since 1912. I thought I heard today, but I don't think any of those teams has a realistic shot unless all hell breaks loose ahead of them in the rankings. Yeah, I'm agreeing with you, Mickey. Looking at these teams, um, you know, I don't see any of these t- jumping any of the teams from eight and above, like from Georgia on. I don't, I don't see them being able to make a push or move in order to to even get in the top ten to eight position there. Um, I mean, aside from Coastal Carolina, my pod's favorite team. <laughs> Let's go. Hey, you know, but you know, like what I hope doesn't happen is when the bowl selection does happen. I hope you don't see like a BYU versus Coastal Carolina, right? Well, I hope that you see a BYU versus a Texas A&M if they don't make it. Or I hope you see a Coastal Carolina versus a Georgia. Like, let some of these teams that are sitting back here um, in the mid-teens right now that, you know, first time they've had it, like BYU up this ranked this high. I mean, Coastal Carolina never been ranked this high. Marshall, look at them sitting there at 7-0. Man, I would love to see them play some of these big boys, um, see how they fare instead of trying to pair them up against one another. Because um, that, that could be a lot of fun, man, watching some of these smaller teams play. I agree with you on that, Scotty. And I think the teams in the middle of the pack, that's really what they're playing for. They're playing for a New Year's Six Bowl. Yeah. And I go back to when US, your UCF won their national championship several years ago, and they got to play Auburn, I believe it was in the Fiesta Bowl, who had just you know beaten Georgia and just beaten uh, Alabama, I believe, a, a few weeks prior to that. You know, They got to come out and make that statement and defeat a, a very good Auburn football team that was peaking at the time to claim their first national championship. Give these little guys the opportunity. Boise State's another team when they beat Oklahoma with that hook and ladder. And the uh, Statue of Liberty two-point conversion, it's fun to see those games. So I uh, definitely hope the committee does that. Are you guys going to challenge me on this UCF national championship? No, I'm, I'm all on board, man. <laughs> yeah, give it to them, dude. <laughs> I, well, I do love how they put their flag in the ground and stake their claim to a national title. I think everyone outside of Central Florida kind of chuckles at it, but I think there's people that definitely appreciate uh, the gall that you have to go say, yeah, we we were number one, not – I forget who won it that year, Alabama or Clemson or whoever. They just went and – they went and took it apparently. So got to gotta like that. Well, how many teams down south claim mythical national championships anyway from uh, back in the day? So – Good for UCF. I'm 100% on board with that. 
<laughs> I felt like that was a little shot. Shots fired. Here. <laughs> totally, totally shots fired. Well, the shot to clear is we were talking about them. They got a big game against Liberty this this week, and I think we'll be getting talking maybe a little bit more about that if some of you guys are. I know we were looking at those who maybe making some picks on that. I know I've got uh, I've got that game in the in the money bets model. So we'll, we'll get into that a little bit a little bit more. But that'll be a, a fun one. I saw College Game Day is going to be going to be visiting coastal Carolina for that game. So that's exciting to see. Going to be stiff competition for the chance. <laughs> <laughs> that, that, that it will be, that it will be. So, uh, well, you guys want to shift gears here? We're talking, we've been talking college football pretty much since uh, the pod started. Uh, I had a little hockey at the beginning there with the Stanley cup playoffs. And then we shifted head into college football, but uh, college basketball season, Tipped off a week or two ago, and that's going to full throttle. There were some some pretty big matchups I saw on the slate. Some big games. Saw Gonzaga win win a big one uh, over the holiday weekend, and some big games tonight. Scotty, this was right up your alley. We were talking about this at the top of the show. You're the, you're basketball, played basketball, and follow it pretty heavy duty. And I know you had some picks today. Uh, let's just turn it over to you, man. Share your thoughts on the NCAA tipping off and things getting going as well as uh, where you're starting to put some action. Yeah, guys, I'm, I'm pumped that college basketball has started again. And I'm a, I'm a huge fan, like I said a little bit earlier. Um, you know, pretty good start to the, to, the, to the day with betting in college basketball. I called the Texas game uh, straight up. They were a small underdog there versus Indiana. And, man, they ended up sticking it to them. I think it was they ended up winning by – a little over 20 points. Um, 22, the double deuce. Let's go. Um, and Texas looked great, to be honest. They, I mean, they're well coached. You got Shaka Smart there coaching them. They're long, they're lanky, um, played incredible defense. So I, they've got they've got a good year ahead of them. Um, Michigan State and Duke didn't fare too well on that one. But again, man, this early in the year, this going with your gut picks, you don't have a whole, you know, a whole lot of information on these players. Duke's, Duke's play, they were taking poor shots and they don't have a great point guard right now but again these, these teams are young and uh, as the season goes on and especially you know when you look at Kentucky you see them get better and better as the year goes on um, and right now Kansas Kentucky awesome game six point game at halftime I took Kansas straight up on this game tonight they're a senior led team they got a lot of maturity on that team Kentucky's young and as I was saying it takes them a little while to get kick started um, but guys I'll tell you what I'm really pumped about Tennessee basketball Go ahead and go ahead and make this prop bet. Tennessee's going to be in the final four this year. So yeah, right. I see you writing that down, Matty Money. Come on, write it down. First time in school history, the Tennessee Volunteers are in the final four. And listen, that's my lock. That's my lock <laughs> of the year. Tennessee's never been in the final four. Never been. I thought he was talking about women's basketball. I didn't realize we were talking about the men's game at Tennessee for a second. You know, it's sad at the University of Tennessee when your women's team's no longer any good. We got a good band. <laughs> hey, real quick on this Tennessee team, though. We have two five-star McDonald All-American freshmen coming in. We got Jaden Springer and Keon Johnson, both tall point guards that can handle the ball. And they're just – man, they're ridiculous athletes. You got Fulky coming back. Fulkerson, you guys remember that tall, skinny, lanky dude? Just a beast around the boards, can play some ball. You got – Jordan James, another McDonald's All-American five-star going to his sophomore year. East Pond, San Diego, the Scobie, they're deep, guys. And so this is going to be a year um, – Rick Barnes get healthy from COVID, right? Um, 
get back and play in. Tennessee missed the game versus Gonzaga this week. And so I was really hoping to see that game. That would have been a true test early on. But, yeah, I mean, guys, we're going to be talking about the same thing this college basketball season, COVID impact. How's that going to look like with scheduling? How's it going to be with players out, especially come tournament time? And what's that going to look like? But, yeah, man, there's so much. I'm just I'm pumped, pumped about the season kicking off. Well, I'm excited, too. I I think college basketball is with a lot of these teams having – you know, one and done players and freshmen come in, they play for a season or two. I think it's very difficult to really, you know, at the beginning of the season, understand how these teams are going to shake out. Uh, and I'm talking from a betting standpoint, you know, less concerned about who's going to win what, because one thing we do have at the beginning of the season, a lot of these top teams do play t- each other. And, you, and you, you see some of these games, we're seeing it tonight with Kansas, Kentucky, Michigan State, Duke, got to give Tom Mizzo some props there. But these teams will play. They may meet again in March Madness, but from a betting standpoint, at least me personally, I like to give it a few weeks and, and let some things shake out. I don't have quite the eye that you do on this sport, Scotty, but uh, it, it's going to be an exciting one. I think, you know, I, I just hope they get to do March Madness this year. Uh, such a great event. And unfortunately, with the cancellation last year, that was a bummer. But uh, I hope the NCAA figures out how to make it work. Yeah, it's going to be an exciting season, guys. And I can't wait to I can't wait to continue. I'll be sharing picks on Twitter at Scotty Betts. You guys will be seeing and I'll be tagging the show there and um but yeah hopefully i'll go two for three today on my my first day of college basketball betting right and there was an awesome prop bet plus 200 straight up kentucky or kansas so that was you got to get on those bets well you're in tennessee and you were talking about DraftKings. if you if you're a listener and you're you live in tennessee obviously with the new the new sports betting laws in place as of november 1st if you join DraftKings, they they were having some some really good deals tonight. And I know FanDuel has done some other stuff, but uh, keep an eye on at Scotty bets on Twitter and uh, he'll make sure that, that you know what's, what's available and what's out there and what bets to be taking. Mickey, what are your thoughts on the college basketball landscape? Yeah. Excited to get the season going. Excited. I watched the second half of the uh, KU UK game. I got my money. I got a unit on KU straight up uh, money line to win this one. So hopefully they come back and erase that six point deficit in the second half, lean on their veteran leadership to get the job done over Coach Cal's uh, Kentucky Wildcats. Excellent. Excellent. Well, we'll be talking more about college basketball in the coming weeks. This is just the tip of the iceberg for this sport. Obviously we'll, we'll, we'll follow college football pretty heavily over the next few weeks and into the playoffs. And then uh, we'll be transitioning bring in some more college basketball as we go. But, but gentlemen, I think it's time we move on from, from chatting about all the sports and getting into getting into some picks that we have for, for this week for our listeners. Say we do that. Let's get it going. Let's roll. All well, right, Mickey, boys. Oh, go ahead. Mick, Mickey, you going first or Scotty? What, who, which one you guys want to give your picks first? You know, I got I only got a couple picks. So I'll jump in. You know, I already talked about Kansas, Kentucky tonight. Uh, decided to go with the uh, Jayhawk money line there. Let's hope it hits. Uh, and then tomorrow, I, you know, I'm dipping my toe into the NFL waters. Last night I had the Seahawks money line. They pulled it out. Happy I didn't bet on the uh, six and a half line that uh, was foiled there late. But uh Bad beat, bad beat of all bad beats. Hail Mary, and then a two-point conversion. But uh, in the final minute of the game. But tomorrow we got a Wednesday. Hey, why would you go for two points right there? I was on the I was on the bad end of that bad beat. That was the worst game oh. in the history of beats. And why why was the coach go for two points right there, guys? 
Good, good question. Screw you out of your bet there, Scotty. Yeah, dude. I was, I was, I couldn't believe it, dude. I was sitting there watching and saying, I can't believe this is happening right now. Uh, it's that new analytics. You got, uh, you down by six in regulation and you can, uh, you can get the win. I get a touchdown somehow in 15 seconds. It would have been last night. And, uh, you know, you kick the X point, you win in regulation. It's the newfangled, the, the money bets model in the NFL taking over uh, coaching decisions. Is that really what the, the reasoning was behind that? Or you made that up? No, I mean, uh, when teams are down, I don't know what the score was. I think they're down 25 to something or other. They scored, but they would have kicked the extra point. They would have been down seven, but they uh, instead went for two, got the two, were down six. Uh, obviously, that foobar of the line, but if you're down six and you get a touchdown following that and kick the extra point to win, you, you eliminate the coin flip in overtime. It's the, it's the new thing. Yeah, and I guess the the counter of that is if you get your touchdown but you fail your two points, you're only down eight, so you can get another touchdown and two points to tie it. You got another chance if you do get that late yeah. touchdown. Well, and NFL two point conversion is something like fifty two percent success rate. So if you fail once, chances are you're going to get it again. Enough about that. We're going to move <laughs> in and talk about my bets. We got a little Wednesday afternoon football kicking off at three forty p.m. tomorrow because NBC already committed to airing the Christmas tree lighting at Rockefeller Plaza in New York City. Not quite the Thanksgiving matchup we were promised. Thank you, twenty twenty. But uh, we're going to talk Steelers and we're going to talk Ravens. I got two bets. The first one I got is the over at forty two. Just feels like there's a lot of pent up aggression that's going to be taken out from both sides. Should translate the points. They played already once this year, the 28-24 game. Two games last year, both hit over that 42-point mark. So expecting the similar type score here, taking the over. And then my steak dinner boom Wednesday lock. History in the making, guys. This is the first time the steak dinner boom lock has been used on a Wednesday NFL game ever. <laughs> I have, and I'm going out on a limb here, I have the Pittsburgh money line with a terrible payout of minus 480. But two units on this one. For the record, I despise both of these teams. But the Steelers are going to maul the Ravens. After the last two weekends of college football bets, I need some wins. So I got to be conservative, go with the money line. Steelers money line this one. Steak dinner boom. Wednesday lock of the week. You can't go broke turning a profit, gentlemen. And you're not going to go broke if you follow the steak dinner boom lock this week. Steelers money line. I I like that. And I thought your steak dinner boom lock might be Brent on the bachelor making it to the final round, but uh, I like the Steelers. Uh, He's already been eliminated, man. He's already been eliminated. (laughs) Of course he has. Scotty, do you got any other action you want to share? Yeah, guys, it's it's early in the week, but man, I've got a, I got a few lines I'm looking at here um, and they're probably going to surprise you when I throw them out there. Um, I'm going to go ahead and just throw this one out here. It hurts. I'm going to throw Florida <laughs> oh. 16 and a half over the balls. And guys, you know what, man? I always shy away from betting on or against the balls, right? Because I love them and it just hurts my heart. But I know the Tennessee balls better than any other team in college football. So that's if I'm going to make smart bets, right? You know, I like to say I go with my gut. But if I go with my head, Florida's going to, they're going to thrash us. This coming well, you, Saturday. you know, you could probably make a lot of money betting against Tennessee. That's a fact. <laughs> <laughs> that's a fact. So, yeah, that's – that's. now, listen, it's early in the week, guys. I'm going to release these picks on Twitter later on the week. But that's one. I think Florida's going to cover that easy. 
Here's going to be another one for you. Um, I'm going to go with Bama minus 28 and a half over LSU. LSU is not going to be able to score against Alabama. They're not going to be able to move down the field, and Alabama is going to put up a ton of points like they do every week. I love that game right there, looking at that game right now. Um, I like two games I'm watching, guys, and I want to, like I said, later in the week, I'm going to, I'm going to tell you my final thoughts on this, but I'm, I'm loving that App State game at minus two and a half. Um, they're at home versus Louisiana Lafayette. I'm, I'm loving the uh, Liberty Coastal Carolina. They're giving the Flames seven points. Listen, Liberty's legit. I I see them straight up on that. Um, I think that's another solid pick. Going to do some more research. Um, but I'm ready to give you my lock of the week. Give this it one, to us. Yeah, it jumped off the page at me. Here it comes. Texas over K-State minus nine and a half. That's my lock of the week. And you know when I give you my lock of the week, it's got to be good. All right. All right. Love that. Love that. Hey, oh, uh, yeah. Hey, hey, Maddie Money. We, yes. we got to make sure we get in touch with C Cash because his lock of the week last week, the over covered in the first quarter, I think. So we got to get him on the horn. Absolutely. He had that Buffalo Kent State over yeah. on that. Get him on the horn. Get it. Get his get his lock of the week. Get his picks to us so we can put some action on that. And we'll tweet that out for him. Uh, so, you know, gentlemen, I'll, I'll share with you a, a a few games in the money bets model won't give you everything. I'm going to drop a bunch uh, later this week on Twitter, but I am going to give you three games. Uh, but before I jump into that, just so you guys know, over the past six weeks, the model has picked 27 of 42 units. Correct. That's 64.3%. An initial investment is 600 bucks six weeks ago. If you reinvested those winnings, it's currently valued at $1,530. That's a 255% ROI out there. So you could have made yourself a lot of money following along with the, the money bet system. I've got three picks for you tonight, and we'll have more later this week. But So make sure you follow me at MaddieMoneyBets on Twitter, and you'll get all those picks later this week. The three games I'm looking at, Scotty, you mentioned a couple of them. Uh, I'm looking at Louisiana Lafayette. At App State, the over-under on that's 54 points. Model showing 68.1. Weather's expected to be good. Last four to five games, both teams are averaging close to 30, 30 points scored. Uh, Louisiana's averaging almost 67 plays a game. App State's averaging over 71 plays a game. There's going to be a lot of offense, a lot of plays. These teams are going to put up points. So that 54 total points looks really low. So I'm really digging that. And I was looking, Scotty, I was looking at App State minus two and a half. But I got to tell you, after digging in that a little bit, I'm kind of liking Louisiana. I don't know where I am yet. I don't know if I'm going to put action on that. But uh, those Raging Cajuns, they look they look pretty legit this year. So we'll we'll obviously be diving more in that, and we'll see how that ends up shaking out. Hey, here's a little nugget for you. App State is 8-0 against Louisiana Lafayette, and they pounded them the past two years in the conference championship game. I don't. I don't think it's going to change. <laughs> well, uh, we'll uh, we'll obviously find out on Saturday. Uh, the other game, though, you mentioned Liberty Coastal Carolina. I I do like that Liberty getting seven points. That's not the bet I'm giving you here on the show tonight. I'm sticking with the money bets model. We're looking at over unders, but that total points is 57. The model showing 71 points. Both teams. Both these teams are averaging in the high 30s uh, points per game. 
And Liberty runs over 70 plays a game. Coastal Carolina over 66 games plays a game. There's just a lot of offense, a lot of opportunity to, to put points on the board. And a total points of 57. Take the over in that. That's what the model's showing. And then dug a little bit into our team Buffalo after C Cash's success last week. And they're playing Ohio University. The over-under is 58 and a half. The model is showing a whopping 73.2 points projected to be scored. Both these teams are averaging over 30 points a game. And, and check this out, Mickey and Scotty. Buffalo is averaging nearly 50 points a game after running up that score to 70 last week. And they've been in the 40s pretty much every week this season. Uh, the total has hit the over five of the last seven games for Ohio and eight of the last 10 for Buffalo. So I'm loving the over in this game. I don't have a steak dinner boom lock of the week, but Mickey, I might have to go treat myself to a steak dinner and lock this one up. So I'll give you those three again. Louisiana App State, take the over. Liberty, Coastal Carolina, you're taking the over. And Buffalo, Ohio, we're taking the over in that. And keep an eye on Twitter for more picks later this week from myself as well as Scotty and Nikki. Those are our picks of the weeks, gentlemen. Anything we, uh, anything you guys have before we wrap this show up? No, man. I'm just looking forward to uh, watching uh, KU come back here in the second half and some Wednesday afternoon football. Digging deeper into uh, the Saturday slate for my bets this uh, weekend when we tape again on Friday. Scotty, anything from you before we go? Stay tuned for the Triple D. It'll be coming your way before the end of the week, baby. <laughs> Excellent. That's awesome. Well, thank you for tuning in again to our special Tuesday edition. We look forward to doing all again next week or next time. And until then, follow all the action on Twitter at SportsBetsFun. Have fun watching the games this week. We hope you make some money. From Mickey Sanrino, Scotty Be Good, I'm Maddie Money. Thanks for tuning in to Sports Bets Fun.